0: hey everybody welcome to nate 20
1: yes welcome
0: so today we are going to is this this is the end
1: this is the end this is the end the, of this series my
0: only friend the end sorry i don't know that song. that was my Deb Morrison impersonation yep. um we, <laughs> this is the the fifth and for now, final episode on playable yes. races, we are definitely going to be coming back to this topic at some point because Indeed. there are more that we haven't covered. So um,
1: here's a question. What um, what series are we going to do next?
0: Um, what did we say? Didn't we say we were going to do some classes?
1: Yeah. That seems like a logical step forward.
0: But probably before that, we'll drop in another Nates obscure, obscure favorite. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. so They're um so today we're talking about gnomes so hey, we're gonna gnomes. start by like talking about how what gnomes are like in fifth edition yeah, yeah. and then maybe i'll talk a little bit about like the history of gnomes because i was saying tonight just before we hit record that i think gnomes the way people think about gnomes in D, has changed more over the editions than maybe any of the other playable races
1: yeah okay so stepping right in here with yes. statistics or stats um the <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great gnomes get a plus two to their intelligence score which that's really awesome clever they live um between 350 to 500 years so pretty good life don't think
0: I one.
1: yeah they have like I think a slightly smaller lifespan than elves and a little bit longer than dwarves yeah longer than dwarves
0: which is interesting because they're we'll talk about that later but they're linked to dwarves in the in the older versions of the game go ahead
1: um they've got a walking speed of 25 feet 60 feet of dark vision gnome cunning which means they have invented advantage on all intelligence wisdom and charisma saving throws against magic which that's really good
0: Mm. that is really good
1: um and they're bought, the only,
0: yeah. They're the only other race besides halflings that are small, right? Yeah. Like size wise. Yeah. Small. We never, have we ever talked about like small and um, medium and large and huge? Um, maybe maybe. That, that could be our critical concept. Maybe. Maybe. Or didn't we do it, that? For it is our critical concept.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we really planned this out. Okay. Yeah, anyway. I
1: forgot we did that for halflings. Um, or we didn't do that for halflings. Um, and then the gnome has two different sub races i got you one of them being the forest gnome which get an extra ability increase to dexterity they're natural illusionists which means they can cast the minor illusion cantrip and their spell casting ability is intelligence for it. which that's that's pretty good it's not yeah. super strong but it's nice
0: that's pretty cool
1: and they can speak with small beast through sounds and gestures Like they can communicate like simple ideas with smaller, smaller beasts, which I think that's pretty sweet. And then the other variant, which is my personal favorite, these are really cool, are rock gnomes, which they get a plus one to their constitution. They have artificer's lore, which is whenever you make an intelligence history check related to magic items, alchemical objects or technological devices you can add twice your proficiency bonus instead of the normal proficiency bonus you have which that's pretty good and probably my favorite racial ability tinkerer they have proficiency with artisans tools and they can use these tools and spend an hour and 10 gold pieces worth of material to construct a tiny clockwork device with an AC of five and one HP that stops functioning after twenty four hours. That's pretty cool. And there's a couple different things they can make. They can make a clockwork like animal, monster, or like person they can that like moves around so it's like one of those like wind up toys.
0: Like a little one. Yeah, like a, a little toy. like
1: a toy size. Okay. Not like a giant machine. Just to want to be clear. Um they can make a device that produces like a small flame, which you can use to like light a candle, a torch, or even like a campfire. Hmm. Um, and they can make a music box, which I'm like, that's awesome. And it plays a single song and it's stops playing when it, either the song finishes or you close the box.
0: Nice. So
1: that's cool. That you is p- pretty cool. But they only work for like, I think 24 hours after they're made. Yeah. So you could, like, make one and then sell it and know that it'll stop working soon.
0: Yeah, cool. But that's
1: kind of mean. That's, like, a scammer gnome. <laughs> anyway, on to some gnome lore, which I like the gnome lore. They're really cool. Um, gnomes are very vibrant people that, like, just enjoy living. And to them, like, living is, like, the most amazing thing. And they hmm. want to do, like everything that they can yeah like even with their insanely long lifespan they worry that they won't be able to fit enough things in yeah which i'm like that's awesome um
0: like that naturally curious exploring kind of nature yeah
1: yeah so that's really cool they generally have interesting work most gnomes are either alchemists engineers um, I'm forgetting others. Um let's see. I've forgotten oh, some. That's right. Um, but yeah, they're like alchemists, engineers, tons of other things that are like really interesting jobs, like tinkers, inventors,
0: yeah.
1: Tons of things. Which I'm like, that's really cool. Because they're really intelligent.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they live in burrows. Yeah. So that's interesting. Most other races either like Almost no other races, I don't think, live in burrows.
0: Dwarves live in the ground, but... Yeah, but those aren't really that's not burrows. Like they make, like,
1: fortresses cities. and yeah, cities. Yeah. But yeah, um, they, like, decorate the little burrows with all these, like, cool little things. So that's cool. And gnomes, generally the reason for exploring is they have, like, wanderlust. Hmm. Which is basically where, like, since they want to do so many things, they, like, explore to find new things. To do more, yeah, and
0: yeah,
1: so gnomes are so they're
0: awesome. just they're always on the move because they yeah. want to see the next new thing. Yeah, that's kind of the idea of wanderlust. Which wanderlust yeah. isn't like d and D word; it's like it's just, just a, a, word, a in, word that people use to talk about a person that is always a really on the move. Good word. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, kind of the history, um, and this this may be a little bit longer than usually the history part because, like I said, the the gnomes have changed so much. The original idea of gnomes in D&D just came out of like human mythology about gnomes. Hmm. So they lived in like wild places, forests, um, and even like wild unkempt gardens. And like <laughs> that's, that's where awesome. we get the idea of our little sculptures of garden gnomes garden today gnomes. that people put around in different places or whatever. Hmm. And they essentially were like woodland dwarves. Um, That's cool. Which is kind of like the forest gnome that you described. So basically what D&D has done is over the years, they've got two diverging ideas about what gnomes are. Yeah. And in 5th edition, they've sort of just said, okay, we're going to do both. (laughs) You know, so you can go the traditional route, which is like this woodland dwarf. They've got the long beard. They've got the bright clothes, they're curious, they're they're actually there's like the woodland Their gnomes of old really. is like they're really like mischievous. They're like tricksters and like yeah, they're always messing like with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, they went with the illusionist thing yeah. and everything. So that was like sort of the traditional D D idea of gnomes. Then, um, Dragonlance came along. And Nate and I, I think have talked about Dragonlance before. If you've never read any of the Dragonlance books, I highly recommend at least you read the read the original trilogy that actually a lot of the other books are good too but the original trilogy is really awesome but dragonlance was essentially like a group of friends that made a homebrew DD campaign back in the 80s and they enjoyed it so much and their adventures were so interesting and everything that two of the people in that decided to write a set a trilogy of books about their adventures yeah um and so some of the homebrew stuff that they did we talked about halflings last time and i didn't really talk about this but they changed halflings to a race that they called the kinder and kinder a sort of are like a mix of halfling and the old school idea of gnomes they're really inquisitive they talk about wanderlust when it comes to the wanderlust. kinder um they're they're really bright and cheerful they're very small you know so there's sort of this combination of halfling and the old school idea Mm. of gnomes. And the reason that they did that is that in Dragonlance, they really changed gnomes. Mm. So they went from being these woodland tricksters to now they live in mountains. They live underground in like bigger cities and stuff, more like dwarves in that way. Um, They look very different from like the forest gnomes. They're like thinner and browner and smaller, very slight. So they don't really look like dwarves or anything. They're thin um and the big thing is that they're tinkerers and inventors mm. yeah and and like you said they're very industrious but not like in a mining kind of way like dwarves they're really industrious in like making things and producing Mechanical. things yeah and they're sort of quirky and weird but they also do these really cool like sort of steampunky yeah. type machinery and yeah. stuff like that so that was a huge divergence from like the traditional idea of gnomes but it was also really popular yeah. And so that sort of became the more primary way people thought of gnomes in, in D&D. And then 5e is sort of, by doing the two of Forest and Rock, they're trying to sort of bring back the yeah. old style if you want to go with that. But they're two very different ways of looking at gnomes. But they're both but they're really both, cool. But they're both cool. Yeah, yeah, they're both really interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: like both of them a lot. Gnomes are yeah. really And awesome. I really
0: would suggest, like, if, especially if you're new to D&D, if you're new to, like like, sort of fantasy in the first place, or if you have kids that are growing up that are getting interested in this stuff, I really would recommend the Dragonlance series, the Chronicles um, series, the original one, because like, it's really good. It's family friendly. Like it's okay for kids to read it, I think. And like, it's just, it really sort of pulls you into a world and gives you the feel of like, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons party, like forming up and then getting swept up into like events that are bigger than them. And Mm. they get more powerful as they go along and stuff. It's really cool yeah yeah so so i think we're gonna go to our critical concept now huh
1: indeed time for the critical concept
0: we don't need a voice modulator because no we don't because one of us one of us does that like every time So for our critical concept for gnomes, we're going to talk about size because...
1: We should have done this for halflings. Well, but
0: halflings and gnomes are the two uh, playable races that are small. Small creatures. So the sizes from little to small are tiny, which is like a fairy.
1: They're very small.
0: Small, medium, which is like human size. So that's everything from like dwarf, elf, human even all the way up to like goliaths technically or no, are, are goliaths large i'm
1: pretty sure goliaths are large okay
0: so i take that back
1: i think half orcs are
0: half orcs are medium, medium for sure um and then large is like okay goliaths and Maybe. and like Maybe. the smaller like hill giants and stuff like that would all be considered no large. i'm pretty sure all of them and are then giants huge. Are really huge well definitely from hill giants on up i mean from above hill giants up those are huge yeah I feel like hill giants are only large though no. maybe it's like okay. ogres and trolls are large
1: yeah i think okay. so okay and then huge giants like are huge the main and then gargantuan
0: that's is like, like
1: ancient dragon ancient dragons, tarrasque, the tarrasque.
0: yeah like purple worm which if you're and, new to DD almost none of those things i love ADD purple
1: to you. worms but one
0: day we'll talk about them. like the worms of dune purple if worms. you're into dune yes shout out to purple. dune fans those those would be gargantuan
1: those would be gargantuan. so
0: there are some ways that size affects things um one is like how much space you take up so like if you one way to play d and d is to play with like a battle map battle and then map. you you have like figures or markers and you you sort of move around the area on your battle map and if you're like if you're fighting hill giants and they're all huge the only one or two of them can get around you at once if you're mm. fighting like cobalt and they're all small like lots of them can crowd around you at yeah. once you know so like that's one of the ways that si- and it's just that's sort of logical you know that like yeah, if you were if you were an adult human size and a bunch of cobalt's tried to surround you it would take a bunch of them to make a circle around you whereas it would only take a couple of giants to make a circle
1: here's a new question yeah. do our listeners even know what cobalt's are <laughs>
0: Well, we'll get the. They're tiny
1: one. dragon people. That we should I probably love.
0: we should do like you know you're doing Nate's obscure favorites. Maybe we should do a series on like some of the classic, non-playable ra- like races of D and D, like goblins and kobolds and orcs Thriking. and yeah, they're not classics. Yeah. They're a, they're an obscure favorite. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um, we D- among classic. other things like one of the, the big thing that size affects in D D as far as like your character is like how much you can carry which Yay. the the fancy D term for that is encumbrance In-com-med. um and if you're familiar if you play like role-playing video games, games like yeah. skyrim or things like that then you Yay. definitely understand the idea of like you get to where you can't carry anymore and you move yeah. slower and all that kind of stuff that's in D, but to be honest i don't know that i've ever played with a dm that really pays that much attention to it like you have to be carrying around a ridiculous amount of stuff before me as a dm says okay this is getting crazy (laughs) you cannot carry all this stuff i think
1: my character as a halfling can carry 300 pounds
0: yeah no no way it's in the
1: hundreds of pounds
0: like just as a single pickup or just walk around all day
1: as like in in like my pack no way I'm pretty it's in the hunt.
0: okay anyway it doesn't matter it's we'll look that up crazy. later but so that's one of the ways that it affects you um smaller creatures so like halflings and gnomes there are some weapons that they cannot that they can't yeah, easily wield sad. because they're too big and heavy so if they try to use them they would use them at disadvantage um so there's like a few things like that and of course we talked about last time with halflings that they have halfling nimbleness where they can move they really through manage. other people's space because they're so small and quick
1: Gnomes so, don't have that, though. There's
0: a few ways that size affects things, but... Um, yeah.
1: But it's not, like, too big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun, though. It is pretty fun. Um, it's cool to see just, like, There's some, like, cool creature. ideas that,
0: like... I don't even know if... I, like, I know 5e has, like, Fury of the Small, which is pretty cool. Fury of the Small. So, like, <laughs> like it's like... A, I think it's a feat uh, you can get where, like, if you're fighting something that's a size bigger than you, that, like, it's like you just... like you're so you're so intent against things that are bigger than you that you do extra damage
1: that would be amazing and there used to be in
0: old school DD and like i still would kind of play with it as a home homebrew rule that like dwarves against certain creatures like trolls and ogres dwarves had like like advantage or they could or they could do like extra damage against these bigger creatures because they fought them for centuries and so they like know how to deal with them and, oh. like, the, it's sort of a way of negating the fact that they're so much smaller than them. So there's some cool things like that in D&D yeah. that you can do with Home
1: That's why in Magic Items, all of, like, the Dragon, uh, or, like, the Giant Slayer, or, like, most of the Dwarven items give you a bonus against Giants.
0: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: It is really cool.
0: Alright, so, that was our critical concept. Size. Yes, it was. See ya.
1: Dude! Okay. I tried so hard not to Knows. say welcome back. So no.
0: What's the classic idea Knows. of a gnome, of like a player character gnome?
1: Uh, it depends on which subrace you are. Well, but just let's hear. It. Um, if you're a forester, either I would say like either ranger, druid, or rogue. Those would all be pretty good you're for
0: an that. illusionist.
1: Yeah, rogues are, can be illusionists.
0: I know, but it's like, you could be yeah. like a or sorcerer or illusionist. Or
1: a bard. Bards can be illusionists. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, yeah, but like bard, rogue, definitely like bard with the illusion rogue. stuff and with like the sort of like their sort of culture of like tricking people and messing yeah. with people and everything.
1: But also like, they can speak to small animals. Yeah. And they can like use illusions to like ward off people who like want to disturb the forest. So they could make a pretty good druid or yeah. ranger. So you they get have done
0: though that they, instead of a halfling.
1: So they get um boosts to intelligence rather than wisdom. So I have so. a
0: question, do you regret going with a halfling instead of a gnome?
1: No, I love halflings. <laughs> I'm just halflings kidding. are the best. So they're better than anything else.
0: I have never really played an illusionist or been that interested in playing an illusionist. but as we've been now. talking about gnomes i sort of love the idea of this like sort of trickster who like just messes with people's brains and yeah. like nobody ever knows what's real and what's not real and like you just would like lean into all the spells like the illusion spells obviously but then like charm person yeah. and suggestion and all this stuff um. and like you just it just eventually, like, just break everybody's brains. Like, the or problem like would friendship. be
1: like,
0: the problem would be that, like, nobody would want to be in a party with no, you because everybody you would hate you, yeah. But it would, because
1: you're like, I suggest you go get me a. But glass what you could do, water.
0: like, what you could do with a character like that is the first couple of levels, you could just mess with everybody in the party until they hated you, but then over time, you could turn that, like, you could stop messing with them so much and you could turn that towards messing with your enemies, and they would <laughs> see <laughs> the value of it, and they would also see that you're not messing with them as much, and they would. And if hit, you could hit, be, hit. like, this really yeah. fun part of the party. That
1: could be fun. And there's, like, Dominate Person and Dominate Monster. So, yeah. I, like, love the idea of, like, a really powerful wizard who just is constantly casting, like, Dominate Monster on, like, a dragon or, like, something <laughs> insanely powerful.
0: Yeah, it's not easy to do, though. Yeah, I know. Like, that... The bigger ones get legendary yeah. resistances and all that stuff, so. Oh, yeah, legendary. So, but, like... Stink. The thing about that character, that would be really fun, it, like it's very non-traditional, like, because you really wouldn't do much damage in battle. You yeah. would have big impacts on battle, yeah. but you wouldn't do a lot of, like, damage in battle and stuff you're like, like I that. So it would need, I think it would probably need to be, like, a more, like a, probably a more experienced player to play a character like that. But it could yeah, be, like, a really fun easy. character to play.
1: In the middle of the battle, you're like, I suggest you drop your weapon and give us all of your gold and run away. In he our was like, okay.
0: in our game a couple of nights ago, you got to see the power of suggestion. Suggestion
1: is so powerful. <laughs> I hate suggestions so much. So they
0: met a they met a woods witch Tag. who conned me Nate's character Reg. Yes. Well, not really you because you saw that it was bad, but yeah, you, were get, you weren't getting the roles, so I Reg didn't, didn't see that it was bad. Reg
1: didn't see that it was bad. He was like, "This is a great idea. I'm just gonna give you a vial of my own blood."
0: Yeah. That, was, that
1: seems like a good idea
0: that was a great moment that was D&D. a
1: great moment
0: so um yeah the other way to go with gnomes sort of gnomes. now traditional way is the dragon lance like the tinkerer the inventor um that sort of thing and like the fancy word i think in DD for that is artificer
1: artificer uh,
0: but like people that make things artificer. like it, whether it's like clockwork steampunky type machines or firearms. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, things like that, believe it or not, there are actually guns in D and D. There yeah. can be. There's like um,
1: futuristic there's like laser guns in D. Well,
0: that's like spell camera type no. stuff, isn't
1: it? No, they're released in the players' handbook. What? Yep.
0: I'm not gonna laser lie, gun. I had a stormtrooper's rifle in one of my campaigns.
1: That's really cool. And the funny
0: thing was that my players were so like blown away by it and excited by it that they basically never used it How, because they were always like we need to save it i mean it was like classic the way people are in like role-playing games on computers where they just like save every single thing that they find and never use anything Yep, like it frustrates me as a dm this is a sidetrack it's frustrating as a dm when you give your players things and they don't yeah. use them yeah. but it's like it's also as a player i get that because when i get something i think i want to save this for like the best possible opportunity dude
1: it's like the deck of wonder and like, then i just we never use never want to use this
0: because... you guys only use it in your most desperate moment
1: and when we were testing it Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which is so dumb yeah and made reg blue
0: yeah so so anyway yeah. back to gnomes because we're just now no longer talking about gnomes dude um, i
1: think it would be really awesome to have like a flying steampunk gnome city, yeah, that would be cool. I bet
0: there's that's already a thing. Somebody oh of done course that it somewhere. is, yeah. but that
1: would be so cool. Yeah, to
0: just like, I sort of see, was like, toying a the other day city. like this sort of world that like me and my friend are making, and we're both running games in it. Like I would like I think he's already come up with a type of air travel, but definitely like sort of the traditional way. That you could approach that would be to say that it's all run by gnomes
1: yeah
0: Um uh, that the air travel is like you know totally it was totally invented and run by gnomes that would be like yeah. a, a way to think about things from like that a rock gnome
1: perspective really cool. mm. yeah but yeah rock gnomes are awesome yeah and so are forest gnomes they're both really cool
0: so if you like, just had to roll up a new gnome character today no which path are you going down
1: rock gnome
0: See, it's funny. Like, I would go down Forest Gnome right now.
1: I love Rock
0: Gnome. I've kind of fallen in love with this Illusionist.
1: Yeah, Illusionist idea. would be really fun.
0: Yeah, so... But
1: like, yeah. I don't know. Rock Gnomes seem really cool.
0: And the other sort of impression that you get from the two different paths of Gnomes is, like, the Forest Gnomes are sort of, like, really confident and, like, almost, like you know because they're like tricking people all the time and everything tricky. they almost think they're like smarter than everybody else uh, whereas like the rock gnomes are really really smart um, as well but they're almost like like in- nerdy introverts like they're yeah. like they're they're like socially awkward because they're like so into their inventions yeah. and stuff like I feel that like that's just
1: all gnome's would be really awkward
0: uh, I think the tricky ones would actually be tricky. really socially adept when they needed to be tricky and then they would just like turn on you. Well, it's they... called
1: nature illusionist. So yeah. they like use illusions to like help or like trick nature.
0: Like in natural situations. Natural. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: And they speak to small animals. So like, I could just imagine like a forest gnome with like a squirrel and like a finch and like a baby fox. Basically,
0: Radagast.
1: Yeah. The, they just like.
0: You basically just describe, right? I guess.
1: Yeah. They they just like have around. And
0: yeah.
1: Uh, my fox wants something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that that could be cool.
0: You could have like a forest gnome that like everybody just assumed they were a druid, but they were actually like a sorcerer illusionist that lived in the woods, and they just.
1: Oh, that would like be. Like people,
0: insane. you know, they just messed with people all the time, and people were like, "He's the weirdest druid I've ever seen in my life," but. He, but it's because he wasn't actually yeah. a druid.
1: And they like. And of
0: course, he would tell everybody he was a druid. And they like. Because that's cre- part of messing with yeah. people. Yeah.
1: And they create like <laughs> giant illusions of like bears that they're like, attack them, my bear. And it's just an illusion, but it like scares people. They're like, he's a weird druid.
0: Yeah. Weirdest druid ever. That would be
1: awesome. And like, you tell the other players, you're like, oh, I'm a druid? Yeah.
0: I, I'm either going to make a character like that or make an NPC like that to plug play, play you guys with.
1: Backup character 280. <laughs> three
0: <laughs> well so that's gnomes and gnomes. it's not just gnomes that's also our that's first also series the last, our first series on playable, races. Series. Uh, on playable for, races
1: yeah second series done first series of playable races yeah awesome that means next episode real we release will be a uh, nate's obscure
0: all right i hope you guys have a good game in the future and Hopefully. um yeah that's it from us for now in
1: the distant future